Welcome to the Not So Men So Nice podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. We're two grown ass adult children here to talk about life and all of its blunt and not safe for work hilarity. With that being said, let's elaborate. The Not So Minnesota Nice podcast is rated R for really awesome, raw honesty, completely unfiltered and unadulterated. If the words vibrator or offend you, turn back now. You've been warned. <laughs> Pardon me. Start the episode and Jen barps. Uh, I'm sorry. Welcome to another episode, guys. Um, we are re-recording last week's episode that ended up not airing because of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Bill, Bill. <laughs> it was seriously probably our second to worst recording fail. Yeah, the first one was way worse. Way worse. Was it episode seventeen? I think so. It was our last episode. If, yeah. Yes. If you have been listening from the beginning, you'll notice that our episodes used to be numbered and it goes in order and then just skips one. And that's because we recorded like a super awesome episode and just it was awesome. And it was just, just gone. gone. Just nothing. White noise. Nothing worked out in our favor that no, day. Nothing. <laughs> we couldn't even try to re-record it either. It was just ridiculousness. Yeah. No, because too much of the episode was complete just tangents and mm-hmm. on a whim. And yeah. at this point, I don't even remember what we were talking about, honestly. What? What, what? Nothing. What'd you see? Some chick. I don't know. Doing a dance. Some chick doing a dance. Hey, hey. What's up? At N-I-E-C-Y Nash. Nisi Nash. Nice. Shout out. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm, just I'm, op- I'm opening our outline, guys, and randomly was on Twitter, <laughs> and it's just this chick dancing. She looked like she was having a good time. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. All right. So, <laughs> the deep, deep. Deep, deep ocean. Mm, why it's fucked up. It's a matter of opinion. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Uh, anybody of sound mind will look at some of those creatures down there and be like, that's kind of fucked up. Are you calling me crazy? A little bit. Fair enough. <laughs> no. I mean, we're writers. We have to Who's be. throwing the shade today? No, we're writers. We have to be slightly crazy. Even Neil Gaiman says that. <laughs> true enough. True enough. Um. <laughs> Last episode, Jen was the grumpy one. That's true. <laughs> we were talking about a lonely lighthouse keeper and how he was throwing all these messages in a bottle out into the ocean, and one of them ended in true love. I'm not opening the article again, Jen. We're not doing it again because <laughs> it's Jen, such a cute freaking article, though. Like it is adorable. I will post it so that y'all can read it. But she tainted it. I did. <laughs> So I'm just like gushing about how like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so romantic. They found true love. It was all because of a message in a bottle. And then Jen's all like, think of how much garbage he threw into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of bottles. I mean, yes, very much so. And I think about like at least glass bottles aren't going to sit there and deteriorate. That's true. But if they were all glass. Swallowed. Swallowed by whatever. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to pass a glass bottle? I mean, I suppose if you're big <laughs> enough to just swallow it and not realize you did it. Yeah. Would it be so bad? Like those still those sharks that we talked about in one of our old episodes that yeah. had like the really big mouths and just like sucking all the whale sharks. Whale sharks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oof. Whale sharks was one of the things on the list of like things that they can't quite figure out how something's so big 
doesn't eat anything but itty bitty tiny little things yeah uh, it's kind of cool and yeah i still feel bad for being wrong about that whole thing <laughs> i'm just saying it was i think the only time in the history of our friendship that i knew something that jen didn't <laughs> i was like no there's there's these sharks and that's not true pretty sure it is no <laughs> I don't know if you guys just heard Willow. She just I really like, hope that because it was perfect timing. <laughs> oh, I totally bought one of those like cheap um like toy soundboards. Okay. You know? Yeah. It had like the want wah sound wah, and like applause. <laughs> it's in my car. We should have brought it in. We should have. Although we make noises. <laughs> <laughs> so does the cat, apparently. Aww. What do you want, Will? Um Another thing that we had discussed that we can discuss again was... I'll taint it this time. <laughs> why some a- ocean animals sort of mate for life. Oh, that's right. Ow! Oh my god! No! Not the claws! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? Yeah, the cat just really wants my attention right now. And she I really does. I don't know why. What? What? She wants to talk about ocean animals. She's like, they're fucking tasty, guys. I like tuna. No, I know. Oh, really? And salmon. We should, we should have hooked up the extra mic for her. We, <laughs> we clipped it to her collar. <laughs> right? Um, albatross. Yes. <laughs> Get romantic to increase chick survival. Um, so this is one of the birds that actually courts each other oh hi brushes i'm gonna try and get a picture if i can oh Oh, no oh oh, no are you okay Uh, sorry guys i mean she's so freaking cute you'd be distracted too okay albatross albatross they mate through dance yeah yes like the blue-footed booby who has a whole dance too to show off his big blue feet yes what was that netflix show that we had talked about i'm completely blanking on it it's all about Birds the, and mating. Yeah, the like dancing birds one or um Yes. Yeah, with all the birds of paradise. Yes. Yeah. They've got some elaborate dancing. Um and their sex lasts for like two seconds. That's the, amazing. Right. Or like the one that like has to build this like big elaborate like birthing yeah. and he gets like wham bam thank you ma'am. If that and then just flies off. It's fly like off. or no, she flies off. And right. He's just he built sitting. The bo- like the bower bird? The bower bird. That's yep. what it was. And, and he like built this big this bower. Yeah. And it takes them forever. And it's huge. It looks man-made almost. It, well, it's bird-made. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like. <laughs> she is clawing my shirt. Oh, my God. Willow. But, yeah. So, she flies off. And he's sitting there being like, I just built this thing for you, bitch. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for the nookie, bitch. <laughs> Unless it's just really good. That was Two seconds. Bird sucks. Bird sucks, you guys. Bird sucks. <laughs> um, the albatross, though, um, they're long-lived and highly endangered, so it's probably a good thing that they live for so long. Yeah. Um, they court each other through ritual dances for years. Albatrosses are slow to reach sexual maturity, and some species even delay breeding for several years to learn specific mating rituals and to pick the perfect partner. Yeah. The courtship behavior slows down once the pair bonds. <laughs> I mean, that's just like humans yeah (laughs) once they buy the cow um once a pair is comfortable and breeding commences they will return to each other in the same spot each year for most albatross species the bond lasts their entire life it's so sweet i remember watching the the uh, i think it's the life one 
but they're talking about the albatross and the different kinds and then they, they mm-hmm. do they meet up and like the one was just sitting there all alone like waiting for his mate like where is she and you get really traumatized and sad like maybe she's dead maybe oh she's not coming oh my god what is he gonna do because they look so sad right? but then she shows up and they have a little chick and it's fine but like oh my you god do, your heart like breaks oh, for right them. oh and of course like all the nature documentaries do such a good job of like holding you in like suspense yeah. you're like but did they she die so there's like the penguin ones because like all of a sudden you find out that like one of the the babies did die or the, like the dad's yeah. coming back and they yeah well they, we talked about that on the lost one i think but the, the one egg thing like why they yeah. only have one egg yeah, um, penguins they can't support more than one. Yeah, but it says so. Is it love? The biological reality is that albatrosses only lay a single egg. She just jumped up onto your back. Yeah, sup, cat? This is my life, right? Oh here. my god, wait. Um, so basically, it's their genetic survival is the whole reason why. I totally got a picture. Oh my goodness, so now okay, she's cleaning Jen. <laughs> And now she she said her bit and is running away. I yeah. So yeah, if they didn't mate like that, they probably wouldn't be able to survive. Um, it may seem like love, but with those low reproduction rates, no parents can afford to be deadbeats. Right, exactly. And sometimes they have to leave for a long time and come back. Oh, seabirds, man. <laughs> seabirds. I didn't realize pelicans were such assholes. Just an FYI. <laughs> They'll elaborate they'll, okay so there's a smaller seabird and i cannot think of what they're called it starts with a g but they nest in a similar area to where the pelicans these specific pelicans do and the pelicans when there's not enough fish will go steal all the babies of the other bird and eat them what and then regurgitate them for their young but like i didn't realize they did that kind of stuff like it's someone else's bird like what are you doing gilly gilly mots, i think is what the other bird were called yeah, I didn't realize they were assholes like that. Fuck off, Jen. That's horrible. Just eat the fish, damn it. But it's because there's not enough fish. Oh, that's so sad. They survive. They're keeping the, the I think they were guillemots, but I don't remember. I mean, I like chimps but. and they kill their own, kill and eat their own kind. Yeah, they do. I so. remember that documentary too, eating, watching monkeys hunt down other monkeys. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Whoa. They're fucking gangsters. They're gangster <laughs> as shit. But we'll have an episode on the gangsters of the jungles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, sorry. <laughs> Random. <sighs> Seahorses. Um, right off the bat, we, we have to just give them a quick shout out because the men are pregnant. Yeah. Not I the see. women. The I men. See. They get all fat and bloated and unhappy. And Carry a bunch of eggs around everywhere. Right. Have fun, guys. <laughs> Um, it says, if albatross relationships are reminiscent of fairy tale romance, seahorses might be considered the swingers of the sea. <laughs> Many seahorse species will bond with a mate, but that bond often lasts only through a single breeding season or until a more attractive female comes along. But monogamy in this case is useful since it can be hard to find fellow seahorses due to poor swimming skills in low densities. I mean, you think about their little fins. They don't go very fast. Exactly. They hang out in their little seaweed patch forever. Exactly. So, I mean, no judgment. No judgment. No. Do what you got to do to survive. It's like the mantis shrimp. Those things. Like, they'll they'll either mate for life or if they find a better female, they'll just leave their other female. And the the females don't come out of their burrow. So, like, they'll die. Oh, my God. So, the guy will be like, bye. And then just... Peace out, bitch. Yeah. Have fun in the afterlife. She's a different female. She's bigger and has more, y- and it will produce me more young. So bye. I mean, 
them big hips though <laughs> those mantis shrimp are scary they're huge for they shrimp. are they're huge i know right they're pretty they are pretty mm-hmm. that's the thing like some of these like really quote-unquote fucked up creatures pretty. they are really pretty and like even like the blobfish or whatever people are like oh my god it's the ugliest thing ever i'm like or is it the cutest <laughs> it's it's kind of adorable because it's super cute (laughs) because it's just you know like or like a really 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 quote-unquote ugly bulldog with like a really big underbite like it's so cute (laughs) like i just want to love it i get it it's like octopi octopi i love them they're they're smart and they're pretty i know we were going to talk about it but we have well we still have the video that we can just share that talks about how share yeah they're freaking cool they that's really that's cool. all you need to know i need octopi oh so much fun <laughs> um there is evidence however that the longer the partners are together we're again talking about the seahorses uh the more successful at breeding uh the two are able to produce more offspring per, per brood hmm. and one species of seahorse does appear to stick with a single mate for life the australian hippocampus Ooh. White tail? Why, why, why. Is it a, just white? It's an eye. It's white with an eye. Oh. Witty eye. Witty eye. Witty eye. Sure. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect That's when awesome. saying weird words. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, angelfish? Mm-hmm. Uh, they help. Oh. French angelfish. Uh, Pomacanthus paro. Mm-hmm. Help each other defend their territory against other fish. The couples have been observed spending extended periods of time together, exhibiting more of a monogamous social structure. Um, genetic monogamy, i.e. testing fertilized eggs to confirm they come from a single father, hasn't been confirmed, but there have been observations of pairs traveling to the water surface to release their eggs and sperm together. Oh, they a team. <laughs> and they do it together. They do it together. It's always better when it's together. What? Killing other fish is way more fun when you're together. That's what I was talking about. Yep. Nope, I get it. <laughs> Chasing you out of here, biatch. Uh, uh, oh, isopods, Jen. Mm. Isopods. <laughs> All right. That was fun. up later, Jess. Later. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to go over that because it's still te- technically February and love month or whatever. You didn't talk about the shrimp that get trapped inside the thing mating for life because they're stuck together forever and then they oh die my God. and the sponge. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It's on. fine. We, I just summed it up pretty well. No, it was great. <laughs> I want to see if there's um, the intriguing glass sponges called Venus flower baskets. I'm not trying to say that one. Okay. Eupectoma aspergillum. So then she tries anyway. Are yes, made of flexible right. silica that can better transmit light than other man-made fiber optic cables. That's, yep, that was yep. the part that we thought was super cool. Mm-hmm. And many of these beautiful deep sea sponges are also home to a monogamous pair of shrimp. <laughs> this is where it gets, yeah. <laughs> Several species of shrimp find refuge in these sponges, but due to the limited space found within the fine mesh silica, only two adult shrimp can fit inside, and they are stuck there for life. <laughs> God, that would be terrible. Stuck in your sponge. But you get food, and you just have to make babies. And their lives are considerably shorter than ours. That's true. So they're just like barefoot pregnant in the kitchen for eternity. Right. In their world. In their world. Right on. Um, after they breed, their small offspring can squeeze through the holes in the mesh to escape, but eventually they will settle into a new home with their own imprisoned mate. But I mean, that's the other thing, too, is as soon as their babies are born, they leave. Right. So, like, eh. So it's not so cramped? No. 
Um, the gift of the sponge taken from the deep with the two dead shrimps still trapped inside is considered good luck for couples marrying in Japan. It seems as though young human couples are not the only ones to share tight living spaces. Um, this article was originally published at Smithsonian.com. We'll tag it in the episode notes and on our Facebook, Twitter, places. No, I feel like we need some transition music for whenever we go on to our main topic. Yes. Okay. Sing it to me, Jen. Sing it to me. I'm done now. (laughs) (laughs) So, in doing research on what we could possibly find that was either fucked up or unexplained in the deep deep. Way better. Unexplained is way better. But I think it's because we have knee-jerk reactions to stigmatic words. Stig- stigmatic words. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Sounds good to me. I'm wise. You are wise. Uh, the ocean floor. You had a whole bunch to say about this, about like how far down it is. and That's true. Um. <laughs> Take it, Jenny. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Take it. All right. So... The ocean floor. Um, I mean, we've mentioned it in our other one, too. Like, there, we know more about space than we do about mm-hmm. our ocean, like, deep ocean stuff. Um, 70% of the Earth's surface is below the ocean, only 95%, uh, but 95% of that remains unexplored. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Obviously, you have to have very special equipment to go down there because of the pressure. Whoa. Pop up. That's weird. Never <laughs> that happens. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's pretty cool, like... Um, the seabed they do have different levels and everything but the furthest down one the hadal depths right um they do know that the most common groups down there are a whole bunch of words i'm not going to say but basically <laughs> snails sea cucumbers hoppers worms there are still fish and everything down there and prawns and things like that but it's kind of neat and then um we also found out about in the 1970s there there are horrors because the Puerto Rico trench was a pharmaceutical waste disposal site, which is scary. So scary! You think about the fish from The Simpsons, right? And the like, little three-eyed oh, fish. Okay, so you never know what's down there. Um, yeah, and then uh, I don't. Ah, okay, the radio. Radioisotope thermoelectric generator. That's that was awful. carried down there contained. So they went down there, gathered samples, brought it back up. 3.9 kilograms of plutonium, 238. And <laughs> holy crap. And That's then some strong yeah. <laughs> stuff right so, there. Yeah. Like it's, it's nuts. Oh, wait. I said that totally wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to read and I'm failing at it. It's been a long-ass week, John. <laughs> in addition, the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission to the moon in 1970 carried a radioisotope thermoelectric generator that was supposed to remain on the moon, but and then it contained that plutonium and then was jettisoned over the southwest Pacific, where it reportedly survived re-entry and settled into the Tonga Trench. 
where it should now remain radioactive for several thousand years, which is pretty cool. Thanks, thanks humans for that. But yeah, thanks so anyway, humans. Yeah, we never know like what's in the ocean exactly because or what is now in the ocean what and the what ocean. it used to be. Yep, exactly. Between ra- radiation and and waste and waste. pharmaceutical waste and, and like, just normal evolution. Yeah, too. It's crazy. Like to think about you know. Is growth or evolution possibly slowed down in the deep deeps because of the temperature or, you know, the pressure wise? So do we have stuff living down there that are possibly from, you know, the prehistoric times because they were able. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, we do. Uh, Isopods are one of the biggest ones. They were able to survive. Because nothing. The elements. Yeah. Because they just live in their little hodal area. Um, (laughs) That was the thing about the. Hadal depth is, um, oh my god, I can't even, where's my information? <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Hadal comes from Hades, right? So, the underworld. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the things that live in Hadal depths can't leave the Hadal depths because they will die. The yeah. Pressure down the pressure there is so changes. Intense that if they try the whole reason up, why we can't even send our equipment down to the very very depths right. because it gets crushed <laughs> it's insane i mean that's that's like what 11 1100 11000 i don't remember now that's a really big difference of numbers but see this is what happens when i do research a week ago 11000 it has to be 11000 right yeah atmospheres of pressure it's yeah insane i could look it up quick do it Death. i could say those two terrible words and see if my phone picks up <laughs> do it no <laughs> Eleven thousand meters okay so pressure at hadal depths therefore ranges from about 600 to 1100 oh okay atmospheres of pressure so yeah okay insane that's equal to a one ton weight on the end of your finger fun it sounds you healthy all over your body so mm-hmm. one ton every tiny little bit of space super great death <laughs> <laughs> Crushing depths is what that is. Right? Oh. Um, yeah. Chimeras are pretty, though. Okay, sorry. Continue. Well, we're going to have to skim over some of these. So we have time for our shout-outs still. Meh. Because <laughs> we've gotten some great ten- tangents. Yeah. Um, but, of course, some of these, they have figured out what caused them. So I don't know why they're on this Reader's Digest. Like the Milky Sea phenomenon, they figured out it was right. algae. Algae, yep. Right. Algae and the fun glow in the dark algae of um, many phosphoric phos that word phosphoric oh bioluminescent bacteria bioluminescent bioluminescent (laughs) the purple orb was kind of interesting Um, in 2016 researchers from Ocean Exploration Trust found this like just strange purple blob it's kind of like a dark lavender-y color with a little bit of pink in the middle um they thought it might be some sort of an egg Mm -hmm. or um a sack like a spider sack or a tiny mama octopus (laughs) (laughs) they nicknamed it blobus purplus um before battling with a crab to retrieve the specimen (laughs) But yeah, they said it looks kind of like a strange and mesmerizing jellyfish. Um, research is apparently still ongoing to figure out what it is, but they think it might be a new species of snail. Yeah. Which is 
entirely possible. It looks kind of like a sea cucumber. I really it, do think it that. does. Yeah. yeah. And obviously they ruled that out, but Kraken. I love the Kraken. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, giant squids. It's it's interesting. You look at there was a whole thing on Netflix, a whole documentary about giant squids, but mm-hmm. they are really big. Right. It's, it's really cool. And if they're they don't seem like they're quite as um aggressive as like a Humboldt squid. Right. But I mean, still they're huge. Do yeah. they take attack ships? Probably not, because that's out of water and they're not that. That yeah, yeah, the article is even saying although it's unlikely that the giant squid actually attacked ships, very little is known about the mysterious creature of yeah. the deep. Um, wasn't even photographed alive until until 2004. Not filmed until several several years later. Yeah. Um, underwater video was not accomplished until 2012. Um, scientists have learned virtually nothing about the lives of these deep sea giants not even how big they get Um, they're working on some estimates that they could possibly grow up to 66 feet yeah they get huge (laughs) Um, that's really cool I love cracking right I really want to share that picture I have so I'm going to do that yes I'm going to find the artist's information still but yeah we'll post all that on our social media Mm -hmm. Um, and then it also goes on to talk about how you know, some sea creatures are super adorable and some are super horrifying. And then there's photos of manatees, so... I wonder what they put those in. Both categories are cute. I don't know. Manatees are adorable, I think they are, but well, maybe these they're w- scary sometimes, too. These ones are specifically horrifying pictures of manatees. Fair enough. So that's You went I, to it. All right. I did. It was, it was <laughs> fun. Um, Blue Whales was on here. Uh, these mysterious giants of the sea are the largest animal to live on Earth ever, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why they are such a mystery. Right. Um, as a result, little is known about these elusive creatures, including how long they live, when they reach sexual maturity, or the speci- specifics of their reproduction. Right. The animal's shyness also makes them hard to observe. In 2017, a video of never-before-seen blue whale behavior off Sri Lanka caused controversy among experts as to whether or not the rolling and racing caught on camera was a mating ritual. Right. Um, so they were talking about, you know, wanting to return to that same area to see if they can... It's neat now, too. Like, they can use drones to observe mm-hmm. lots of that behavior. They've got a mom and a baby, a brand new, brand new baby blue whale on camera doing things that... it's amazing like to watch it you're like holy crap one those are huge biggest newborn on earth right but like we'll try to find that video as well because yeah yeah, that's that's so cool like the things that we're able to do with technology now um and able to learn so much about these different animals that we're sharing this world with and maybe if people knew more about these animals and you know realize they have lives and feelings maybe they'll be nicer and quit won't throw messages and bottles i was just about to say that quit littering (laughs) um one of uh i just read this thing on twitter a bigger company they are they have they're partnering with a plastics collection place in asia and the philippines and somewhere else anyway so they're collecting plastic all over the city including in garbage dumps and all over other roads and mm. everything to make sure it doesn't go into the ocean and oh, then they're recycling cool. it and making it into right now windex bottles but oh that's awesome to be continued right yeah absolutely so look for that kind of stuff that's awesome I yeah mean, that's something i would definitely put my money into yeah absolutely i was gonna say like if the people are looking for ways to give back 
you know, trying to find those smaller companies that are are trying to right. do good for the world and don't have necessarily the kind of funding that these big corporations do. Which is, it's great to see some of the, like the, the Twitter thing was actually a big corporation that's investing into it, which is yeah, cool to which see is that great. too. Like, yes, yes. That. not just for the tax break. Care. <laughs> Even if it is for the tax break, I don't care. Give these people that need the money money. <laughs> Just do it. Right. To do I don't really care what your intent is as long as there's people getting funded is to clean up the ocean. Johnson and Johnson, maybe. I don't know. I'll look. I'll fuck them. Yeah. Well okay. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have opinions about them and their baby shampoo full of chemicals. Anyways, immortal <laughs> jellyfish. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yeah, I guess um, it's home. Smaller than a pinky nail, this sea creature has the Benjamin Button-like ability to revert back to a polyp stage when threatened with starvation or injury. Which is amazing. Right? Just be like, oh, back uh, to a baby. Scientists still are unsure exactly how its cells are able to regress and regrow, but the mortal jellyfish could hold promise for finding diseases like cancer in humans. Which is awesome. Between this and the the glass sponges and like the light emission and stuff, like mm-hmm. the, I just... There's I see so, so much things. promise for things that we could possibly be using right. to benefit well, humans as long as it is like responsibly like either right. resourced or maybe replicated. It's just like the stuff in the dun- in the jungle mm-hmm. that we're trying to make sure we don't wipe out. Yes. But there are so many things, so many medicines, so many different fibers everything that could be used if we can just res- like responsibly collect it and use yeah. it. Not be not just money hungry hoes and Which, just wanting to profit on everything. Well and like in some of the, the jungles clearing and stuff, they're they're making farmland. They're making things to make profits. Yeah. They're replanting trees that they know they can use. Yeah. I get it. Which is but we need to figure out a way to do this without wiping out our jungle. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. See, we're definitely going to have a jungle episode because it's not like two or three times that we've brought it up. That's great. So, yeah, that's super cool. Again, we're going to post the link to this article. We're having to cut it a little bit short because we want to get to all of our awesome shout outs that didn't make it. Bermuda Triangle, only mysterious because it has super horrible weather and that's why ships go down. So In planes? In planes. Yes. You know what? A white squall... Whenever you're flying, it's still going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's really sucky for a boat running into a literal wall of water. But could you imagine flying through that kind of weather? No. Not good. I don't want, this is why I don't want to fly over the ocean. I have. I just don't want to do it again. I do. <laughs> well, I know you do. <laughs> I'm just going to have to, like, pack you in my suitcase. If I drug you, you won't even know. We talked about this. That's true. I'll make you a shake with a straw. Yeah, no, it's cool. I like this plan. Steady stream of drugs. Yeah. Oof. That was ivy. It'll be good. So, yeah. Change up my bag every so often. Not. (laughs) Both, technically. It's in a bag. We're good. You're feeding me drugs via IV. I'm going to have to pee. That's what the catheter is for. That's, yeah, that's the other bag you're going to have to change That's out. in a bag. As long as it doesn't burst. Oh, it's a long flight, though. I yeah. won't be able to check on you. I'm going to have to change out the bag. 
Mm, I'll figure it out. Okay. I've seen enough movies. Or maybe I'll just have to sit in the seat next to you and you just tell everyone that I'm incapacitated for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, we knocked her out for a good reason. She's my emotional support human. Leave her alone. <laughs> and right now She's I'm working. Nervous. Do not touch or talk. <laughs> <laughs> need one of those vests oh my god i'll make you one. <laughs> oh no i'm gonna be riding around with the llama and jen's just gonna be there being like no really she's the special one <laughs> not on the plane well maybe uh we'll yeah, both we'll, just be like we'll just both be a pile of fun couple fun. xanax oh. um shout out <laughs> So the question, comment, whatever of the week was, hey, we're recording tonight about the deep, deep ocean, all the freaky ass shit down there. If you've got a question or want a shout out, drop us a comment. So Gaz from Never a Straight Answer, who has made us their featured podcast at NASA underscore never. Thanks, guys. Asked, do you believe in mermaids, the Kraken, or any other mythical sea creatures? Could anything like that be real or survived through prehistoric times? We answered this, yes. We did. <laughs> um, yeah, well, like like the different animals that have survived, for sure, believe that's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in the Kraken. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> A mermaid's well. I mean, I don't... rule it out. Yeah, I don't not believe. Yeah. Never know. Because I, I like to stay open-minded. It's the same thing with, like, aliens. You know, like, there's some people who are just, like, so firm, like, no, they don't exist. Or so firm. Yes, they do. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, if you've been abduct- abducted, then I'll, be- I'll be- maybe believe you if you tell me that they exist. Sure. But to just know they don't. Yeah, right. That's a whole lot of space. Just, like, that's a whole lot of ocean. is pretty significant. For all we know, Atlantis is real, and that's where the mermaids live. Who knows? And they're hiding out from the Kraken that sunk the city. Maybe these things are not anything like what we'd imagine either. Well, yeah. Like, we in our mermaids episode, we were talking about, you know, some of these mermaids, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quote, guys, Mm -hmm. um, that were actually manatees. (laughs) Right. You know, and from far away, especially you got, you know, shipment semen (laughs) with scurvy. Maybe, maybe. A, a manatee is going to look real mermaid-esque for you. Maybe. You're all tired and at sea. And need vegetables and fruit. <laughs> you know. You need your vitamin you know, C. You need your vitamins. You're imagining a <laughs> sexy manatee mermaid. Who knows? Whatever. Teach their own, yeah? Uh, sort of. So we don't not believe. <laughs> not believe. That's very, very accurate. <laughs> Next. <clears throat> Mike Rez at Mike Rez Radio. Raz Z. Um, this guy wears many hats. You will have to go onto his Twitter to see all of them. There's volunteer, host of a few things, Instagram, booking managers, name yeah. is on there too. Um, his question, we all know that water can make solid objects wet, but is water itself wet? My response was, is water? <laughs> is wetness just a symptom of coming in contact with liquid? It's like a state, though. It is a state. Yeah. It's not a symptom. Yeah. It's a state of being. It's a state of being. So, yes. So, yes, water itself is wet. I mean, all those molecules are still all over each other in the water, so technically. I suppose. Mm-hmm. 
So can yes. wet can wet things get wetter? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Things to add it out. Anyways. It's, we're leaving it in, Jess. Thanks for your question. Uh, I'm in control. <laughs> I'll forget about it. Um, the Awful <laughs> Library at A-L-A-N-S-M-I-9606-1284. Bringing you the worst in contemporary fiction since last week. This one confused the hell out of us. You have to explain this to us. Mm-hmm. Is the Sea of Green above or below the Sea of Holes? I've always wondered about that. Well, I, I have an answer, though. We, we looked up an answer. I know. I googled things, and Sea of Green had I mean, to do with pot, and... <laughs> Yellow submarine. Um, Yes. But the Sea of Holes was the mountain face that someone climbs up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the Sea of Green would be the forest below that mountain face. So technically the Sea of Holes is above the Sea of Green. See? Answered. Boom. I just think it's somewhere by the yellow submarine. Fair enough. Garrett talks to himself. We love you. You're awesome. Um, Your question. Hilarious. At... G-T-T-H-P-O-D, the official Twitter account for Garrett Talks to Himself podcast. He sent us this damn BuzzFeed list. Of this list, which one is the sexiest? Okay, we're going to post this so that all y'all can can see it. I'm pulling it up so we can remember. <laughs> um, There's a frilled sharks. There's this Japanese spider crab. The spider crab is pretty sexy. So it looks like it has a you face down a here. Person. <laughs> <laughs> I do like some link. <laughs> uh, do you see dragonfish, vampire squid? I think was the winner. We won't, yeah, because of the coloring and stuff. So yes, pretty. we really like the vampire look squid at them guys. Eyes. They're huge, so huge. Bonus creepy fact: the reddish coloring of the squid isn't the only reason for its spooky name. If you take a closer look, you'll notice that its eight arms, each lined with rows of fleshy spines, are connected via a cloak-like webbing of skin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of fun things. There's a giant squid as well, the colossal squid, goblin shark. Oh my god, I didn't, that gif wasn't working last time. A gif of this crazy ass. I don't know, maybe that's sexy. <laughs> that's quite the mouth. <laughs> mm. But if we're going with mouths, the gulp real wins. That's true. Mm-hmm. Terrible claw lobster. That just looks painful. Mm. Atlantic wolfish. The face. Oof. Fang toothfish. Yeah, so the vampire one. I still like the viperfish. Ice pod. No! <laughs> Jenny does not like ice pods. Giant ice pods are creepy looking crustaceans that could come straight from an alien movie. They're generally scavengers, but have been known to use their four sets of jaws to feed on live prey. Oh, and they have seven pairs of legs, too. Fourteen legs. Although the largest species averages a length between 19 to 36 centimeters, there have been sightings of isopods that are 76 centimeters long. Nope. This is why I nope, nope right out of the isopod. No. Even that Back stargazer anonymous, is nope. less scary than that. Yeah. No. Giant isopods. Sea spiders, shiny red crabs, they star do, eaters. Look just like the freaking little things from Alien. Like and the skin. gulper eel. I, the gulper eel is creepy, to be sure. That it long is ass tail and that so giant mouth. It's so freaking cool. It is. But it's so cool. It scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Vampire fish. What? What? <laughs> Vampire squid. Squid. That's what it was. <laughs> think funny podcast at think funny pod c1 weekly podcast three best friends from high school pick a topic and dissect it with thoughtful humor from pop culture history current ev- events conspiracy theories um they sent us an awesome blobfish gif 
And they mentioned in their comment that they wanted to cover the same topic. Do it. 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 Right? It's awesome. Because, like, it's There's the same. so much to talk about. Exactly. There's be a week long thing. so much down there, and all personalities are different. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think you guys should do it and then let us know so we can listen. Yeah. Um, Erica J. Boardman at JD2B1999. Love the name of the podcast. It captures the real Minnesota nice aren't so Minnesota nice, and you'll know it because we'll say it to your face. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. At least the cool ones do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, KK at KK Corby 14. Oh, I missed this in a few other podcasts I see. Sorry, I haven't been about much. Today is my catch up day. Glad y'all are back. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. missed you. Miss we you. are so happy to have you back. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been catching up. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, so I have all the links. We'll post those. Mm-hmm. And I will pick, post a picture of my lovely art along with the artist's info when I Yes, it. it was. <clears throat> Give me one second. I can at least pull it up so I can shout it out. Okay. Um, the picture is phenomenal. I mean, he's he's done other. He's got great artwork anyway. Yes. Like, my favorite is probably the Boba Fett one I got for Nate. I it love that one. It is so great. But. Um, we Are All Corrupted is his Instagram yeah. handle. Um, he's got an Etsy shop, Etsy.com slash shop slash we are all corrupted. Um, so he's got a whole bunch of, like a whole bunch of his prints on his Instagram and he's been having a lot of just random sales oh, yeah. on his Instagram. I think it was his birthday too. So nice. Happy birthday to you, man. Right. Um, then we talked to him for a little while when we were at not Galaxy Con. It was Galaxy Con. It was Galaxy Con. Yeah, it wasn't okay. Convergence. Yeah, okay, GalaxyCon. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like, he was awesome to talk to, and he had some great um, feedback and opinions on uh, we have children who are very into art mm-hmm. and some really good info for them. And, and like, more of that, awesome. like, kind of darker subject matter art. Like, it's really cool to show teenagers that, like... It's okay. Yeah, I mean, where would half of our superheroes be if they weren't, you know, dreamed up by you know, some kids? Right. So, yeah, it's it was really cool and awesome talking to him. I love the pictures that I have. And mm-hmm. I got the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Such an incredible concept. So beautiful. Yeah. So, whoop, whoop. All right, that. So, yeah. Okay. That was, that was our other random shout out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we have nothing to clink. One of these days, we're going to be all professional and just add a clink in there. What, our phones? Mm-hmm. Ready? <laughs> clink. That was terrible. It was terrible. That kind of worked. There. All right. Clink. Bye, guys. Bye.